On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, you can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, training camp is back, and I was really excited for training camp tweets and padded practice tweets. And then I remember why I hate training camp so much. How are you doing today, buddy? <laughs> good you know i mean it's it all comes back at the same time doesn't it it's like oh we get football tweets oh we get a uh, uh, you know camp practice treats that uh, we don't we don't get uh those uh, without getting the the other side of that coin which is of course yeah the so on so monday morning the cowboys uh held their first padded practice of the year and about 45 minutes into that practice uh defensive tackle jared mccoy hurt his knee now we're awaiting official official word uh but according to ian rapaport and jane slater uh the expectation is that it is a torn acl uh first and foremost landon uh just you feel really bad for gerald mccoy right he was really excited to be in this new defense um he slimmed down he was in great shape uh you gotta feel for mccoy right yeah, of course. I mean, just you know, working that hard, being this point in your career. Uh, you know, he's been a Dallas Cowboys yeah, fan, I think, yeah. his whole life, if I remember correctly. So, uh, you know, finally getting an opportunity to play for, uh, you know, not only that team, but, a, a, you know, really it's one of his first few chances yeah, to kind yeah. of play for a contender. And, um, you know, as a guy that's been a, an all-pro before, he's been in multiple Pro Bowls, has a, has a name around the league, even in one of the smallest markets in football, uh, you know he's he's been a, 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 a one of the titans you know of the of the of the last decade uh, you know just a guy that's been around the league for a long time and, and just kind of ready to take his shot out of his original te- you know his team he, he's, he went over to Carolina made his way over here still kind of looking for a, a you know, kind of championship or a playoff season uh, gets on a team gets on the team that he grew up watching you know gets on a team that he thinks can actually have a chance to get somewhere in the playoffs and you know what happens first practice he potentially tears his acl it's you know it's just it's it's the cruel cruel nature of football unfortunately you know it's it's just a matter of 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 how it happens and unfortunately you know it's it's kind of a little bit like what we talked about where you know, there, there's a just mm-hmm. things are different, and and the workout regimens are they're different, and and the ramp up to padded practices are different, and different is not always great for these guys' bodies. And I do worry and wonder if you know the shortened uh, off-season training, the shortened training camp ramp up, if it doesn't contribute to these kind of these kind of injuries. Uh, you know, we start to see kind of Especially a rash. Especially to older league, players, right? You know, the guys that are like into a routine and yeah. now they have yeah. to, um, you know, suddenly things are way different. But uh, I think we're seeing it with not only, I mean, some ACL injuries and stuff, but like soft tissue injuries. I think we're going to see just a rash of those over the next, you know, month for guys trying to, work into shape and get ready into football shape. Um, We're going to talk a lot, Landon, about how the Cowboys plan on replacing Gerald McCoy. Um, But let's start with this. 
Um, what does this mean for McCoy's future in Dallas? Because uh, by the next time we'll see him, he'll be a 33-year-old defensive tackle coming off a serious injury. Um, the Cowboys did sign him to a three-year deal this offseason. Um, his salary is now guaranteed for the 2021 season um, because of this injury. What are we expecting now from McCoy? Um, yeah, and just, just to make it clear that it was literally just announced by VP Stephen Jones that he has ruptured his right quad tendon mm. and he'll be having surgery and he's out for the season. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, you know, I think it's 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 very difficult to say. I, you know, I, I think the good news here is that this happened literally about as early mm-hmm. as it can happen in the season. So, uh, it, as far as for twenty twenty one, you know, I, I think if he can figure out a way to get it done, um, the prognosis for him coming back is about as good as you can time as about as good yeah. as you can get yep. timetable wise, right? Um, it's just older defensive back. You know, defensive you said it yeah. though. He's a 32 year old. Yeah, yeah. He's a 33 year old defensive lineman trying to come back from this. And you know, I think in, when explosion is a huge part of your game, it's just you know that kind of little bit more explosion gets sapped out of your out of your legs. And so, you know, I think he's gonna have a. a, a he's gonna probably take the next couple of days to really take a, a good hard look at exactly. Mm. How much he wants to do this, and is this maybe a, a you know, something that he wants to kind of wrap it up on, or is, does he want to fight? He doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want to end like that, which I don't, you know, blame him. Maybe he wants to kind of work hard and, and get an opportunity to kind of get some chance here with the Cowboys. The, the question, you know, is is that what kind of player yeah. are you going to get yeah. in twenty twenty one, coming off an ACL at thirty three year old? So, yeah, it's a. It's a bummer. It's, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate and sad for all parties involved. You know, it's not even just McCoy, but for the Cowboys as well. I think that uh, they definitely would. Uh, you know, it's a major blow for for their uh, for their. Depth yeah, it's a big bummer. He was well. injured in a you know like a one on one drill, just basically practicing with the other defensive linemen. Uh, just got rolled up on, and uh, that's the way his season ends. So uh, it's tough. It's certainly probably not going to be the last one for the Cowboys. They're going to have some injuries over, you know, they're going to have to overcome during camp and through the season. Um, but yeah, not, not, not fun on the first day of practice. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk more about how this affects the Dallas Cowboys this year. Okay, Landon, um, let's talk about how they're going to try to replace Gerald McCoy. This is just the nature of the NFL. It's the next man up. How do you anticipate the Cowboys trying to uh, replace McCoy in the middle of their defense? Well, I, you know, I got to say that I, I think that one thing that is kind of the – has made this situation better than, you know, when since before we signed Gerald McCoy is – Signing at Everson Griffith gives you the opportunity to kind of more properly put Tyrone Crawford yep. at under tackle, you know, and like give him more and more reps inside a defensive tackle. So if that's the case, I feel like you've got a pretty clear path to, you know, who your, uh, you know, who your four defensive tackles are at this point. I think you were kind of at five and lingering, but, you know, I think, Woods becomes back on comes back on that sure. roster, yeah. right? And and your four become the the two young guys, Hill and Gallimore, uh, uh, Crawford, and and then you know uh, 
Woods. And so I, I think that's probably your four for right now. And then you start looking for some more people. I, you know, I think you look, you look around a little bit and see if there's a possibility of, uh, you know, maybe some other down roster guy or someone becoming available. But uh, I think at this point, if they had to just kind of roll with the four that they have left, uh, I don't think that that's uh, uh, you know I don't sure. think that's the end of the world. Frankly, I, I think yeah, I think I think it's a lot better situation than when uh, you know they didn't have uh, Tyrone Crawford available to kind of kick inside and maybe play. All right, so who do we think tackle. opens up the season as the Cowboys starting three technique? Do we think it is Tyrone Crawford? Do you think it's you know maybe they start the year with Tristan Hill at that spot? I mean that seems like quite a jump for me to think you know Tristan Hill. You know, on Friday when we were talking about, or Thursday when we were talking about the defensive line, maybe not being on the team to all of a sudden being a starter. What do you, what do you expect as the you know the the starting defensive line uh, in week one? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think you know since this just happened, yeah. it's pretty pretty fresh. So, uh, you know, I think. I think you you have to think about Gallimore or Hill. I mean, I think obviously the guy that you would kind of put as the uh, as the you know, pencil there mm-hmm. is Tyron Crawford, just because he has a lot of experience uh, and may not maybe may not have a whole bunch of experience lately as as the under tackle as a defensive tackle. Um, but I think that you know, as far as guys that you feel comfortable being able to put in that position and, and do the job. Crawford is is you know uh, high highest on that list. You know I think you just kind of accelerate the development as much as you can with Tristan Hill and, and Neville Gallimore and and just see you know what you have in those guys uh, early on and maybe the idea is that y- you, uh, you you use Gallimore and Hill mm-hmm. as kind of early down under tackles and then you really just lean heavily on rotating in kind of a NASCAR package defensive end to the under tackle during you know pass rushing situations and you know maybe the, maybe the idea is that they, they need to go look and see what's on the street and see if there's you know another body that they could bring in and, and just be a kind of another rotational person here I, I don't know I mean I don't really know I haven't had a chance to actually look and see what's available I've got some immediately names, we'll on get there the in a second. yeah I got some but yeah I can't imagine any of them are just like as, you know, plug and play as for Gerald McCoy, you know. So, uh, but I would say that you know, you try to solve the problem internally first, see what you've got, and then you know you look to the street and see if if there's something that uh, that can help you out, you know, that that can at least get you mm-hmm. to a stable spot. I, 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 you know, I don't think it's necessarily the end of the world. Um, what's going on? I, I think you know it 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 doesn't help you get to the highest heights that you were hoping to hit with, with, uh, with McCoy. But I don't think that it's like a, a craterous, you know, fall, you know, between McCoy and what you've got now, just because I think, you know, it's just a matter of needing to do more, more, more rotation at that spot than maybe. Yeah. So this is my before. initial read on this a little bit. Um, I don't get the sense and please correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I don't think Tyrone Crawford's going to start there. I do think he's going to play a lot there, um, but I think that's going to be more on passing situations. I think it might just be too much for him on running downs to hold up as that three technique. But is it possible? Um, 
you know, that we just see a bigger interior defensive line for the Cowboys, let's say on first down. And then when we get to second and third down, your passing downs, uh, maybe that's when you see more of uh, Tyrone Crawford and even maybe a little bit of Alden Smith, who uh, we talked about or we, we saw uh, on Friday's practice working inside there. Is it possible they go with the interior defensive line of like a Don Terry Poe and Antoine Woods on first down? It could, you know, I I think you know one of the kind of interesting uh, nickel packages that you've seen kind of develop over the years is a is mm-hmm. a two four, you know, where you have two down linemen and four kind of linebacker esque types, but you know, two Edge of those guys, four yeah. linebackers are likely yeah. Lawrence or yeah and, and Griffin, um, so you know I think there's there's obviously uh, you know, ways to mix and match this a little bit to, to kind of get things lined up the way you want. I mean, I think really where, where you're, you're missing is that you had a, a pure three three technique yeah. piece that you could plug and play, you know, kind of in a couple different spots. And I think also, too, is that he uh, is so he's versatile you know i mean he could have played he could have played outside at a five he could play you know kind of anywhere between the two fives and i think you know felt comfortable so i i think that it's it's you know i, I think we're all kind of talking and, th- and thinking about it as uh you know oh the the the, yeah. the the starting three technique is down and out uh, and i think that that's true but i also think that you know the thing that you're losing here is is a kind of uh, a versatile player who they could have you know put in a couple different spots up and down the line of scrimmage and, and, and kind of been a, a, a movable chess piece. But, but you know, keeping all that in mind, they're, they're kind of moving towards that kind of, you know, yeah, switching yeah. guys around in gaps and changing the, you know, the techniques and everything. So, so I guess my point is, is that it's, it's also very possible that that's a methodology for, you know, kind of fixing this, this problem, right. Is that you just, you just kind of, you know, innovate away from that a little bit. Just try to just try to get yourself and use packages that don't rely on that that uh, you know piece as much any, as anymore. So I, I, there there are definitely multiple ways to fix this, including you know down roster guys, but also uh, schematic ways to kind of just alleviate the the, the loss of, uh, of what about like Joe Jackson before. season or is that too early? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I just it, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, yeah, I, I doubt it, but I, I just like, I think you know, a lot of these guys. I mean, really, the, the interesting thing here is that, in some ways, Joe McCoy is is kind of like Everson Griffin. You get a guy who is at the tail end of his career, but the, the value that he provides is that. Yeah, he can give you a little bit of pass rush, maybe not the way he was, the way he did earlier in his career, but he can provide you decent pass rush while also being very good against the run, mm, which gives right. you versatility. And I think that that's, that's what you're going to miss from Gerald McCoy. I think you can replace – it's possible to replace Gerald McCoy's per-play production as a pass rusher. Uh, what I think is difficult to do is uh, – putting in a guy that could easily just as easily play the run as the pass like that, you did that's with Joe trick, right. that's where that's you, what's difficult you know you can play run pass a little bit by rotating but the fact that you know no matter what the offense decides to do um you would have had Gerald McCoy in there producing um all right so let's kind of really quickly we'll go through some names that that are out there 
uh, that are, people are curious about. And we'll start with the most obvious one, uh, Snacks Harrison. I know he's a one technique or a nose tackle, but he's the biggest name on the market. Does he make sense now with McCoy being gone? Not really. No, you know, I mean, he, I, I agree. it's he's not really a one-to-one replacement. It's it's Mm-mm. that's just signing a defensive tackle because a guy that had defensive tackle in his nameplate got yep. injured. That's yep. that's not actually replacing the the production or the player. I agree. Um, now there are some other ones out there, but it's very similar. Like a Marcel Darius is basically the same exact thing, right? He's more of a one technique than a three technique at this stage of his career. Timmy Jernigan actually signed a deal yesterday. Um, I think that would have been somebody that would have made sense as well. And then I think you can explore the trade market. Um, there are guys at the bottoms or you know backups that I think uh, that make sense. I, the one I've been suggesting is Maurice Hurst uh, with the Raiders. He's playing behind Malik Collins. It's pretty clear they're not huge fans of him despite being really productive. I think for a low-cost option, that makes sense. But at the same time, the Cowboys just got done spending a second-round pick in 2019 and a third-round pick on Neville Gallimore, right? So Tristan Hill, Gallimore. My guess is they're going to want to give all those reps to, to Gallimore and Hill in practice over the next three, four weeks. And if we get to week one, week two, week three, and it's a problem, that's probably when you go out and make a trade, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I think at this point you kind of have to pl- the, come with the – the girl that brung you to the dance, yeah. Uh, dance yeah. to the girl they brung you, and, and 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 just see what you have here in uh, in you know the in the initial group that you that you you brought in and, and, and their backups. You know, I mean, especially since there's just a lot of unknown. You know, it could be that you you could be totally fine, and 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 Gallimore's great and shows up, and you know, there's there's a there's a reality, there's a, there's a world out there. A dimension in which uh, Gerald McCoy doesn't get hurt, and and uh, Neville Gallimore takes that spot anyways, you know, because sure. he was good. Or or, sure. or Tristan Hill shows up and, and starts stealing snaps from all those guys. So, you know, is there? There's certainly a possibility that 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 one of these two young guys really shows out and and, and is doing enough to kind of replace that early down, uh, 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 you know, production that you were looking for. Uh, and then you're able to cobble together a, a decent defensive tackle situation between the, the guys you have. I, I, I definitely think there's a uh, uh, there's certainly not it's not complete despair because I think you've got a lot of young upside here that still could yeah. could kind of shine out and really produce uh, if put in the right situation. Well, and here's the other thing before we move on. Uh, imagine if this injury happens now when you don't have Everson Griffin on the roster. Then I think yeah. you get really concerned about the pass rush, right? Yeah. I think you feel still really good about you know what you have on the edge, and maybe that can make up for some of it, right? And I, I don't think they're they're not going to have a pass rush now because Gerald McCoy is gone. They're just going to have to lean on their edge rushers to create that pass rush maybe more consistently. And luckily for them, they, they've got the talent to do so at that spot, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think as yeah. far as like, I think you know, as far as what they've got behind them in the spot, they they have enough that they don't, you know, they're not running to the phone to pick it up to see who's on the line. I think that they can slow play this a little bit, see what they've got. If you know, I I think this is a situation where if you can make the situation better, uh, then you know a. Uh, 
you, you go and maybe improve the situation with the trade. You know, I, I do yeah, like the, yeah, the Maurice Hurst yeah. suggestion. Uh, but I don't think you're just going out there and signing a body, you know, especially a vet, a big time vet body willy nilly. You know, like maybe if you see a guy that you quietly liked as an upside guy, you're bringing him into the mix, you know, sure. um, yeah. and, and, and kind of just like, you know, maybe someone that somebody had previously from another team that they liked a little bit that they want to kind of see if they can get a little bit more out of that. That's certainly that's certainly uh, uh, something that we can, you know. We could, I could get behind it and just bringing them in and see what you can get. I think at this point, you know, they'll probably hold off on signing a, a veteran, uh, a defensive tackle, see what they've got in the young guys a little bit, and then once they kind of have a, a, you know, a handle on exactly the kind of players that they've got at the position, that's when you can start. You know, I mean, because that's yeah. the other thing too is that you, you know, if you go out and look at the defensive tackles right now on the market. You really don't know what you have in your hands yet. You, you don't right, know what right. Neville Gallimore is, and frankly, they're going to give all those snaps in training camp to Gallimore and, and base and Hill. But basically, they're going to want those two guys to show they can't play. Yeah, before exactly. they go out and get somebody else. It's so they're right. so much cheaper, and their talent upside is so much better probably than just anybody else that's on the market at this point because it's a big unknown. That you have right. you have you have to give those guys looks first before you go out and, and make any big you know moves on the market. Can I, can I give you one more down the roster guy that I just yeah. I, I've always really liked uh, that I think on a different team that I think would make sense? Uh, yeah. Hercules Mata'afa. remember him from Washington State? He's yeah. So what's what's his deal? I, I mean, he, he was good when he played. No, he's just no. Is he, is he still with the Vikings? Yeah, he's still with the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, the guy it's produced fun. at a, incredible levels in college, and and yeah. was I mean the epitome of. A tweener, like could not. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. uh, like really the epitome of the tweener in the sense that it's it's not like you know some of these guys you see that come out that like you know Isaiah Simmons where he could play anything. Yeah, this yeah. with Hercules, you really could, were concerned. Well, I mean, I don't think he could play him outside because he's not explosive enough. But you can't. It's hard to play him inside because he's so undersized. So I, I you know, I definitely, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to kind of taking a look at them at a guy like that but it's just I, yeah. I think you know it's it's kind of tough to get a a full grasp on exactly the kind of defensive tackle they're looking for you know they would be looking for so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if you know they it'll be interesting to see what yeah. they do in a couple of weeks once they've kind of gotten a chance to look at what they've got in hand yeah two things really quickly um hercules is up to like 295 pounds by the way just is he really good out. for him yeah, that's really awesome is. that's great yeah um and i also think Having a defensive coordinator like Mike Nolan rather than a Rod Marinelli in this situation uh, is going to prove to be beneficial, right? Because now Nolan is really good at scheming up pressure and blitz packages on second and third down. So it, it might not be the worst thing in the world. I mean, it, it might not be all that difficult to replace the pass rushing production from McCoy, but I do agree with you. It's the, the ability to do both the pass rushing and stopping the run uh, that's going to be hard to replace. Um, let's take one more quick break, and we'll come back with some other training camp news. Okay, Lynn, and I just didn't want to end the podcast on a negative note. Uh, I wanted to talk about some good things that happened uh, on Saturday and on Monday's practice. Uh, it sounds like CeeDee Lamb continues to uh, impress the coaching staff. I saw Stephen Jones say that he's met all their expectations so far. He's made a couple of big plays. 
Um, it sounds like the coaching staff can't stop raving about Dak Prescott. Ezekiel Elliott talked about becoming more involved as a receiver um, and the potential of playing with Tony Pollard. Any other training camp tidbits or news that you saw that were interesting to you? No, I mean, it just looks like obviously there there's more of an emphasis on kind of rotating the defensive backs in to see what they've got from these guys. Um, it, it, it hasn't been quite as... Uh, Oh, here's Diggs. Diggs going out left corner, and he's staying out there. Yeah. You know, it's it's been a lot of kind of you know seeing how people fit and different. You know, people are getting work with with uh, with different groups. Um, you know, today was the first padded practice, so we, uh, you know, we just only got like a barely just a little taste of what that is going to be like. But I think that you know, as practice goes on, we'll start paying a little bit closer attention to. How are they? You know, who's how are they rotating the offensive line guys? Who's uh, who's coming off uh, second team center? Who's coming in second second team left guard? Uh, yeah. You know, we we've heard a little bit about some of these guys like Brandon Knight being out there, and and we've 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 you know I just again, you know my my tip every year is don't the horse race is tough. You know, every day there's gonna be a flashy thing to look at, you know, or two flashy things to look at. And you have to remember about the type of creatures that you're getting this information from, you know, the, these reporters, they don't have great, not all of them have great attention span. <laughs> so like the flashy things, like that's what every 25 yeah. people are going to tweet about one thing, you know, yeah. if it's CD yeah. lamb catching the ball with one hand or whatever, no, 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 no. Find you a guy that is going to report on the details and the small things, the, you know, I mean, I hate to name drop, but the Michael Gelkins, the David Hellman's, the, these there are yeah. there are guys out there that are really good about giving you details that are not just the the flashy things. And then the other thing, again, and this has kind of been my trademark brand. Watch for the trends, not yes, the not drum beats, the yep, drum beats, day. not not the not the 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 flashy thing every day. You know, I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. The trend so far that I'm that I'm noticing. Jalen Smith has made a play on the football every yeah. single day of practice so far. Yeah, so it, that's a good so one. I think you know stuff like that. You you, you every single day, you 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 just you don't have to like remember every single thing that you know that all these guys have. It's just you know re- make your mind as such that it, it calls it back. When when you see when next time I see Jalen Smith, thing, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. And he's been doing this consistently. Just yes. kind of let it all absorb into you. And then once it starts building a drum beat, once you start seeing the consistency, that's when you start, that's when you have recognized something. That's when you've recognized a, an actual change and not just a fluke that happened in a practice. On a similar note, I was texting with one of the, the the reporters that you mentioned there and I asked who has been the best defensive back so far and they said easily easily it's been Anthony Brown so I, I just think that's interesting I we've seen some tweets about how he's been very active in getting turnovers and he's constantly knocking away passes and forcing fumbles forcing fumbles yeah yeah I just think I know we're only through a few days of practice but I think that's just fascinating that Anthony Brown coming back after the injury is already off to a good start so again you're absolutely right it's the drum beats of hey this guy had a good day of practice he had another good day of practice a third good day of practice that's the most important thing uh, that we're looking for here that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts 
You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.